On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. People born under the number 10 are energetic and cheerful, self-sufficient and independent. They possess leadership qualities and a strong ambition to succeed. They like to overcome obstacles and live a full life. People of number 10 are always seeking new music and understand that podcasts are one of the few ways to take the music of the past into the new generation. Today on Growing Up Rock we are talking all things number 10. If you want to hear some great music, you came to the right place. Now, crank it up. What's up, people? Hollywood here with another episode of Wild Hair. We're going to try something new. As you may know, I'm a numbers nut, so I figured why not try an episode that basically concentrates on one specific number. Today, we're going to go with the number 10. We will talk about music, movies, pop culture, etc. that all revolve around the number 10. No top 10 list today. We ain't hanging 10. Just 10 great songs from a bunch of different folks. 10 folks, to be exact. Experiments are always a little interesting, so let's get to it. It's time for the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight. For the Crank It Up Spotlight, let's start with an album released in the 10th month of 2020. Mr. Corey Taylor, the lead singer of both Stone Sour and Slipknot, was obviously bored sitting at home during the pandemic, so decided to release his first full-length solo album. Joining Corey on this release are 
Christian Martucci on guitar, Zach Throne on guitar, Jason Christopher on bass, and Dustin Robert on drums. Here you go, the first single, which hit number one on the Billboard Mainstream Rock Chart, written by Corey Taylor, who was, by the way, born in 1973, which 1 plus 9 equals 10 and 7 plus 3 equals 10? Just saying. From the album CMFT, released in the 10th month of 2020, check out this more power pop type track, Black Eyes Blue. Some famous athletes that wore or wear the number 10. In basketball, Steve Nash, Maurice Cheeks, and Walt Frazier. In baseball, Chipper Jones, Andre Dawson, and Miguel Tejada. In football, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, Eli Manning, and the great Fran Tarkenton. What's that got to do with music? Nothing. Talking about things that are great, let's discuss Great White. Around since 1977, Great White has somewhere between 13 and 17 studio albums released, depending on which Great White you believe to be the real Great White, since there are several versions out there. After a seven-year hiatus from 2001 to 2007, their 10th album, Back to the Rhythm, was released in 2007 as a comeback album, with all the key members rejoining the band. Overall, the album didn't do that well, but it does have that vintage Great White sound. Check out this tune from their 10th release. Here is the title track, Back to the Rhythm.
right from the start, I did a pretty good job of logging all the concerts I attended in my life. I'm sure I didn't get them all. Uh, that was probably Dr. Jack Daniels' fault, but I got most of them. So looking back at the archives, my 10th concert was Van Halen on November 3rd, 1986. It was the second night of back-to-back shows at the Cow Palace in San Francisco. Who opened, you say? Effing BTO. Yes, that BTO. They were boring. Van Halen had Sammy Hagar as their lead singer at this time in history, but the set list had many of the classic Diggly Roth era Van Halen songs. They opened with You Really Got Me. The second song was the Hagar solo classic, There's Only One Way to Rock. Spent 10 days in Los Angeles. If you ever have a chance to do that, pass. 
I learned things when I go to L.A. I learned this. They have bikinis now made out of seashells. I didn't know that. And I also didn't know this. If you're ever walking down the beach and you see a girl dressed in a bikini made out of seashells and you uh, pick her up and hold her to your ear, <laughs> you can hear her scream. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? I thought... Uh, I thought I'd hear the ocean, but not over that woman. I'm... Hush, ma'am. You may be thinking, is there any chance that Pearl Jam comes up in a conversation since we're talking about the number 10 and that was the name of their first album? The answer to that would normally be no. But today we're going to discuss Pearl Jam a bit. As you may know, I'm not a huge grunge fan. Pearl Jam honestly never did anything for me. I'm not a fan of Eddie Vedder's voice, and I really want to hear music that's fun. Drugs, sex, rock and roll, you know, that kind of stuff. Grunge topics are normally just too depressing for me. But thanks to a couple of new friends, namely Tom and Zeus of the Shout It Out Loudcast, which that's a great podcast, by the way, if you haven't checked them out, and they're never shutting up about grunge and specifically Pearl Jam, I figured maybe I'd give them another chance. So since I don't want to just blindly listen and go through some unnecessary pain, I asked Zeus to give me 10 Pearl Jam songs that I might like. Zeus knows enough about my musical taste by now, so I figured the list would at least be listenable. The 10 songs that Zeus suggested in no particular order were Love Boat Captain, I Am Mine, Porch, Rearview Mirror, Better Man, In Hiding, State of Love and Trust, Just Breathe, Thin Air, and Breath. I listened to the playlist several different ways for several different weeks. Sometimes I listened in my chair, eyes closed, no distractions. Sometimes I just shuffle it while doing email or something. Maybe in the car driving to work or back, just shuffle on a certain day, run it through like I had in the playlist on certain days, and sometimes during some walks. Here is how the 10 songs ranked out for me. Number 10 on this list was In Hiding. It was meh, nothing special at all. Literally nothing interested me on this song. Number nine, Love Bowl Captain. The first 60 seconds, if you were on a bridge, you'd probably jump. The way he sings some of the verse lines are tolerable. Otherwise, the whole thing's yuck. Number eight was Just Breathe. Was this Vedder singing? He sounded different. After hearing this song, I was thinking, and these grunge lover guys have a problem with Y&T? Every 80s Y&T song is better than this. These type of songs need a more soulful singer. My seventh ranked song was Rearview Mirror. At the beginning, I was thinking, hey, this song might be a little bit happier. And then Vetter started singing. Nope, I was wrong. I did like the groove, though. But Vetter is a word repeater, similar to how Ace plays his guitar solos. The sixth ranked out of these songs was Porch for me. The pace of the song should have stayed consistent even through the guitar solo. The vocal melodies, meh. The groove's cool, though. Number five for me was Breath. The chorus was at least memorable, and the guitar solo was great. The rest, meh. Number four for me was I Am Mine. Had a little bit of the Doors feel. Felt like a poetry reading. It's a somewhat memorable chorus. Ends with a peppier guitar solo, so that's good. Number three on this list for me was Thin Air. I like the verse melody. At 60 seconds, that little weird change was unique. And at 250, the vocal goes up, and I love that part. Number two on this list for me was State of Love and Trust. I like the start, but I realized that it's Vedder's vocal tone and phrasing that's normally a problem for me. He's doing that suicide solution type shit in the middle, and all I could think of was just, shut up, dude. The outro guitar solo was great, and it ended like a Kiss song, so that's how it ended up number two for me. Before I share my number one, I want to thank Zeus so much for only making this playlist 42 minutes. You are a true friend. I love you. So, for you, the listener, here's my fave out of the 10 songs given to me. Has a good chorus. It feels like something you would hear in a coffee house. I love the feel of the song. It was the first ever Pearl Jam song that I actually started humming later. Here is off of 1994's Vitology, Better Man. Waiting, watching the clock, it's Sleep as he looks her over 
Since we mentioned Y&T before, let's go with them. Y&T's ninth studio album was called 10. Dude, I don't know why, it just is. I guess if you count Open Fire that was released as a live album in 95 as one of the overall releases, then the album 10 would be the 10th release. Anyway, by the time this album came to fruition, original guitarist Joey Alves had been replaced by Steph Burns and original drummer Leonard Hayes had been replaced by Jimmy DeGrasso, although Steve Smith of Journey fame is actually performing on the track you're about to hear. So here's a deeper Y&T cut. Honestly, aren't all Y&T songs deep cuts since they don't have mass appeal? which totally irks me. Wait, there's the stupid summertime girls that somehow defines everything that Y&T is to most people. Damn, it's so aggravating. It just drives me nuts that people don't know who Y&T is. And especially if you live in the Bay Area and then you're like, huh, who's Y&T? Okay, wait, whoa, 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 hold on. Okay, I feel better now. Sorry about that. Off the album titled 10, here is Don't Be Afraid of the Dark.
Everyone's got a rock and roll story to tell, and we want to hear yours. So go to our website at growinguprock.com. That's one word, G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K.com. Or visit us on our Facebook page at Growing Up Rock and tell us all about it. Iron Maiden is one of my top 10 bands of all time. To be honest, I think it's part the music and part Eddie, who is just too cool. I was going to go with the 10th track off Iron Maiden's 10th album that was released on the 10th month of 1995 called X Factor, X being the Roman numeral 410, but that would mean that I have to play a Blaze Blaley song, and I'm just not a big fan of his voice. So we're going to go with the 10th single released by Maiden instead. The single, released in August of 1984, written by Adrian Smith and Bruce Dickinson, has been covered many times, and here's a great version by Primal Fear from an album called A Tribute to the Beast, Volume 2, released in 2003. Here is Two Minutes to Midnight. Go for a battle of power, for the love of living dead. 
Some famous folks with an October 10th birthday or a 10-10 birthday, Mario Lopez, Brett Favre, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Mr. Dibley Roth. Does that mean we're playing a Dibley Roth song now? Nope, not today. Instead, we're going to talk about an album that released in 2011, which would make 2021 its 10th anniversary. One of the albums from this year was The Covering by Striper. It's a cover album by the heavenly band Striper and included versions of Blackout, Heaven and Hell, Lights Out by UFO, Carry On My Wayward Son by Kansas, Highway Star, Shout It Out Loud by Kiss, Over the Mountain, which is really great, The Trooper by Iron Maiden, On Fire by Van Halen, if you're a fan, Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin. But this release also included one new song called God, but the 10th track on this 10-year-old album is an incredible version of the Judas Priest classic, Breaking the Law. talk Warrant. All in all, I probably like about half of what Warrant has put out over the years. I did like Janie Lane's voice, and I believe that Robert Mason is a suitable replacement and honestly does a great job. Warrant's debut album, Dirty, Rotten, Filthy, Stinkin' Rich, is one of my Desert Island albums. If you haven't heard it in a while, give it another chance. Anyways, the 10th track off this outstanding album is called Cold Sweat. I got alligator shoes that I've been making Thank you. 
let's talk about a movie. Gross Point Blank is one of my favorite movies of all time. There is a part of the movie where Paul, who's played by Jeremy Piven, hasn't seen his friend Martin, who's played by the great John Cusack, in 10 years. 10 years, man! 10, 10 years! 10 years! 10! 10 years! 10 years! The movie's soundtrack has a lot of great music, but it's mostly pop-oriented. But there's a couple of a rock, hard rock songs playing the movie. Most notable is Motorhead's Ace of Spades playing during what I've labeled as the Ultimart Adventure Scene. If you've never seen the movie, definitely give it a chance. It's widely available on all the streaming sites. I'm not in love with Motorhead, and this hottie named Cobra Page is much better looking than Lemmy. So let's go with Cobra and the Lotus doing their version of Ace of Spades. <laughs> Historic moment on Growing Up Rock. For the historic moment, we're going to stay away from Paul's 10 speed and instead talk about Kiss's 10th studio album, 1982's Creatures of the Night. 
It's considered Kiss's comeback to hard rock music after releasing that absolutely terrible, awful, brutal music from The Elder in 1981. I would have picked the 10th song off this 10th album, but there's only nine songs on it. So we'll go with something that never gets any love. Here is Saint and Sinner.
Now, should we consider this a successful experiment? So there you go. Another wild hair in the books. Thanks so much for being a loyal listener. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, leave a review, and then go to Podchaser and rate and review there. It really helps us out. Also, support all the artists you love via their websites if possible. And as always, I want to give my partner in crime a big shout out. Stephen Michael, you are, well, you are who you are. I guess I have to love you. Anyways, as per the grown-up rock tradition, I'm going to shuffle, rattle, and roll us out of here with a song with the word 10 sang in the chorus. Big surprise, right? Later. Get ready to shuffle, rattle, and roll. Play us out, boys. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock.